Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Review of Death, a Doctor Who podcast, your fortnightly home for Doctor Who news and reviews, featuring myself, Matthew Toffler, and always, Billy Garrett John. Hello. You, you have got the intro down perfectly now. Oh, that was good, wasn't it? It I was, was quite really happy good. With that. I, was, I was trying not to grin. I think we, I should, so we should try and get a compilation together of all the times so you've cocked it up. Cocked it up. Yeah, oh, there's, they all exist. Well, <laughs> I've saved them all. Well, we'll get them all to you at some point, folks. Hope you're all doing well mm. after Storm Eunice sort of kind of didn't but yeah in yeah. parts batter the country yeah we were all right like we were in the the central zone and we well, kind we, of missed it we were on a red we were, uh, yeah. alert until maybe i think midday yeah and then we went into amber and then london went into red yeah and they and hilariously i'd spoken to somebody on the phone the other day going they're on the news already talking about oh no poor london look there's footage of people shuttering all their businesses in london yeah but like it's going to get really bad here. Like they've not been forecast anything, and then that changed very quickly. It did change very quickly. And then the Millennium, the Millennium Dome. Dome got stripped. <laughs> it was. And it was nice to hear people calling it the Dome, yeah, rather than the O2. Mm. Like that was that was quite gratifying. Yeah. Did you see the planes coming in? I watched Big Jets TV, yeah. whatever it was called. We were having a production meeting at the time, and yeah. someone was like, "Have you been watching the plane?" So at the end of the meeting, we were just watching this plane land. It was pretty. Good. My favorite bit was every time somebody from the press would try and speak to him. Yeah. Like people were in it and saying, we're from Channel 4 News. Oh yeah. Can we come and talk to you? Yeah, I don't know how you're going to do that. Because he's like in a fenced off area <laughs> yeah, yeah. and stuff and they're all running up and it's just, that, it was so cool. It was it was really nice to see like a YouTube channel getting Yeah, all those views. Double just, the views of a yeah. lot of like digital channels at that time OPI of the day. Ad revenue running. I, I'm nice sure he did. That, I'm sure one. he did. Uh, apparently, all the people on the plane though, it was really appalling. Did I, you hear about the aftermath? Though, what people my, being sick and my favourite part of it was people tweeting the, uh, the video that he was filming at Heathrow, yeah. saying my nana and my mum were on this on the way back from Benidorm. And it's going like that. And it's like, oh my God, it must have been awful in there for him. Apparently there was, apparently it was horrendous. It was, you know, people being sick. Oh. Everyone was crying. Kids were saying, are we going to die? You know, fuck. What on earth were they doing flying? <laughs> it was stressful enough watching it come in. Yeah. But if you'd imagine somebody rolled a window down and it went past the camera, it's just screaming. Oh my God. Wow. Well, Talking What's of that got to well, talking of screaming, oh, we could, that would have been flight. a nice way of going into time flight. But yeah. sadly, we're not doing that today. We will get around to it at some mm. point. But oh my god, maybe we should do Earthshock time flight as a double bill. What shit? Oh no, it would have to be Androzani and time flight. 
Yes, it would, wouldn't mm. it? Yeah. It that would be, be good. That would be good. We'll do that at some point. So news. Uh, yes. We actually got quite a bit of news this, mm. this week. Uh, I do worry about doing this with like a fortnight or a week before it goes out because the Doctor could get announced at any point. Shit, that's very true. But but we it's just know, something we have is, to live with is, now. This is news as of recording on the 22nd of February. So we've got an air date potentially for Legend of the Sea Devils. Yes. 17th of April, which is uh, Easter Sunday. Yeah. You won't be here. I won't be here. You silly, I, I, silly yeah, boy. I should be in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you're at a wedding and it's on, you you just have to go... Ah, oh, yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? It's beautiful. Yeah. You're crying, crying at a wee sea level on my... It's so beautiful. Um, so, we got that to look forward to. <laughs> Very exciting. Hell yeah. Uh, interesting. So, this all came from Gallifrey 1, the convention in America. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt Strevens was there. So, he mentioned... I don't know if he mentioned the, the air date, but he did say that Legend of the Sea Devils was meant to be Jodie Whittaker's last story. Was it? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, which is really cool. Like, the Sea Devils come back. One of the most wanted monsters to return. Mm. And they would have finished her off in some way. How strange to think... Well, why is he talking about that? I wish everybody needs to get down to Gallifrey 1. That's the only yeah. place you hear any news about the it's TV true. show that yeah. you watch anymore. I guess he just thought... Bollocks, you know, I'm not employed by yeah, the BBC well he's not, on Doctor Who anymore, so I have to so, there yeah, you go. say what I want. So interesting. Um, so, I mean, so a lot of stuff changed then, because then, unless unless the order of the episodes, the way they were going to go out, changed round. Yeah. And so the one with the master in it yeah. was going to be first. Yeah. And then, but that seems a bit weird. It would have been a bit weird, yeah. So I, I yeah, how strange. Where did this yeah. other um, special um, come from? Unless um, the special was commissioned... Yeah. Singularly, I, and they were always going to do two specials, and that was it. And then they commissioned a third yeah. special. I, yeah. Oh, I wonder if what is now the centenary was the finale, and then they were like, we're going to give you a centenary because we want okay. to talk to And they were yeah. like, oh, well, we'll leave that. We'll quickly to the write. end. What can we quickly do yeah, with yeah, a yeah. small cast? Yeah. We'll bring the Sea Devils back. be interesting to see if there's any markings of it. In, yeah. in it of having been Jodie's last we'll one. Have to, yeah. yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out for He that. spoke about Thasmin as well, didn't he? He spoke about Thasmin. He said more Thasmin yeah. to come. Um, and that it wasn't, which people have been crying about, um, yeah, wasn't did. initially planned so or something. Why are people getting upset about this? Because I, I, I just don't understand. think that they can understand that if two actors have a certain level of chemistry yeah. and are playing those roles and they think it's right for that character, that they can kind of go, I think maybe that we should develop something route. between these two characters. Yeah. I mean, it's like so many of the finales and stuff that we've had by Russell and Stephen, mm. you know, some of that was just like, oh, this wasn't planned. It's no. just like, oh, one day I got out of the bath and I was like, actually, you know, that would be quite yeah. a good idea. Yeah, yeah. That's the finale. If you if you read um, The Writer's Tale, mm. you'd find out that most of Russell's great ideas come from when he's walking around like Cardiff Bay. Yeah off his tits on whatever and drunk <laughs> stumbling around coming after coming out of a club yeah. and having a forlorn cigarette on Cardiff Bay. That's where most of his ideas appear to come from. <laughs> so the fact that two actors who are playing the role yeah. and know those characters have gone, can we do this story? Mm. What's, what's, why yeah. is everyone cacking themselves over yeah, it? Like, I, I read a thing and Mandip Gill said, oh, she didn't even know that the the Thasmin stuff was going to be addressed until she got the script for Eva the Darling. Right. So it was as much as a surprise for her. But I think her and Jodie had obviously probably had conversations about it, and mm. probably with Chris as well, 
sort of thought, oh, you know, maybe, maybe, do maybe there's something going on here. Yeah. You know, maybe Yaz does love the Doctor and whatever. That seems way more like organic yeah. to me than yeah. somebody saying this is where the characters were always going to go. Because, because if they didn't have any chemistry on screen, then that would have been, really that been mental. So uh, yeah. the fact that they've come up with it Yes. Surely is more. It's better. It's is, more is, natural. Is, is better than yeah. yeah than it being shoehorned in. Um, I, what, I'm not saying that anytime any characters are in a relationship, get, it, it is a shoehorned thing. No. But you know, it's very. It could have very easily felt like this relationship is. You know, that they're, they're they're platonic. They've never expressed yeah. any kind of emotions like this before. Yeah. Have yeah. like repeatedly. So. Yeah. So I yeah I I don't see what the issue is there. But hey. Yeah. Um. Other news. Uh, oh, yes. It's just come to mind. Yeah. The Sun have suggested a new Doctor Who companion. They have. Davies. Yeah. So it was Tanya. Tanya. Oh, I thought you were talking about Billy Piper. That's oh, all, yes. That's all I bloody see on my... Oh, yeah. Billy, Billy Piper's coming back to Doctor Who. I, I, I love how lazy the journalism is, though. So appalling. I mean, I mean and we'll say this and so... it'll turn out to be true. But, you know, it's just... Phil Collinson might be coming back. It's being produced by Bad Wolf, Russell T. Davis. Well, it, of course, David Tennant's coming back. Yeah. Of course, Billy Piper's coming back. Yeah. And, and he said himself, it's very, very different yeah. to anything he's done before. Yeah. You know, Russell's been interviewed about it now, and he said, yeah. you know, I'm writing it. It's yeah. being written. It's very different to anything I've done before with the show. Because he said, oh, I'm reluctant to talk about it while Chris is still the showrunner. Yeah. Um, so really, I guess as soon as the centenary happens, which I think Matt Strevens said was probably due in October, not November. Right. Okay. So it'll be even longer between um, episodes mm. of Doctor Who, uh, between this and the 60th, unless the rumours of there being ooh, a mini-series a, a or yeah. is that a thing. Um, so that would be in October. But yeah, so after October, you know, maybe then we'll start yeah. to get a bit more info of what is to come. Fingers crossed. Um, so yeah, Tanya Reynolds, who mm. is in Sex Education, um, who's really good in Sex Education. She's mm -hmm. really good, very funny. Um, she is apparently tipped to be the new companion. Interesting. Um, which I thought, yeah, why not? Who was supposed to be the new doctor a couple of weeks ago? Oh, bloody hell, it was everybody, isn't it? Thingy, Basically, if thingy, you were, thingy if, from class. Thingy faddy, from faddy. Oh, he was he was supposed to yeah. be tipped to be the new Doctor but Who. But that was it? apparently that was that was from Gallifrey Base. Someone oh, put it brilliant. on Gallifrey Base as a piss take, and then one brilliant. of these assholes that were right for the sun were like, oh. Because oh, then it oh, popped oh. up. It was on this morning. Yeah. Like they had a bit where Lorraine said, "And the new Doctor Who looks a bit hunky." Yeah. And then they showed a photo of him, and it was just, oh my god. I bet he was carrying his lucky stars. Like, oh, have I got a, oh, I've got a job? <laughs> no, I'm joking. That's that's an awful joke to make. He's uh, a very good actor. He's really good. Um, um, so yeah, there's that. So there's that. And then, of course, we've just lost Stuart Bevan yesterday. Yeah. It happened yesterday. Very, very sad. I could believe it. I was shocked. Amazing for a character in, you know, okay, you know, a very important story and yeah. one that is rightly praised as, you know, being a real benchmark for that era and, and for the show as a whole. You know, it's like, much with Blink, everything mm. comes together perfectly. Yeah. You've got the perfect guest cast. Yeah. And he's sort of the central part of all of that yeah. like you know he, the story almost revolves around cliff in that you know he's he knows what's going on the whole time yes it's always you know industrial you know action that he needs to take and blah 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 and he's always on the front foot and helping out the doctor and it's just yeah. yeah really really great character and like really nice um to see that his character coming back in all of the stuff yeah. with Katie Manning yeah. doing, the, doing the trailers because he was in what two trailers yeah. he? He, was he was in the autumn one and the green death yeah. one 
you know, he did all the on the sofa stuff with Katie for a time. Um, and the stuff with them going around going Bessie, around. yeah. Yeah, it really, really lovely, you know, seeing them together. Because um, I think they were married, weren't they, for a time? They, yeah, wife. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they obviously maintained a very close Cape relationship Kong, is, afterwards. Yeah, really nice. Um, and he always seemed like a really good... Really well, I mean, nice he's, a, he's a proper boy also, you know, he's yeah, a good yeah. lad. But it was nice <laughs> to have, yeah. you know, this one who was half Welsh, to have like a an elder Welsh statesman in, mm. in the Doctor Who yeah. kind of family. Yeah, you know. it's a shame that we never met him. Yeah, always seemed like a really nice bloke. Yeah, yeah. So I think Phantom Film said that you know he was he was like a gentleman. Like, yeah, whenever he came in, it was you know, it definitely seemed that, that way. Yeah, oh bless him. And obviously he thought of it very fondly at the time, mm, and yeah. it had a massive impact on his life. So yeah, yeah, and uh, that's what we can say. So rest yeah, in peace, Stuart Bevan. Condolences to his family. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're doing the David Tennant double bill. This yes. is the highest ranked David Tennant story in the 2014 DWM of all time, everything ever poll, and the lowest ranked David Tennant story yeah. in the same poll, Love and Monsters and Blink. Yes. The now, other way around. I thought when we obviously did the 11th Doctor mm. one, we were like, right, okay, we'll do the lowest ranking one, which was Rings of Aka 10. Yep. And then we were a bit uh, particular with the top one, weren't we? Yeah. Because it was Day of the Doctor, then it was 11th hour, and we were like, well, Day of the Doctor's a multi-Doctor special. And we did it live at Pandarica, which you can listen oh. to. And we did that, and 11th hour, we were like, well, that's a regeneration story, that's quite particular. Yeah. Uh, but for this one, I'd noticed, only as I was watching it, these are both Doctor Light stories. And the first two. The first two, yeah. Doctor Light stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you remember being like clued in that that was going to start happening because I, I seem to remember Dr. Light appearing in like the Radio Times yeah. or something. Yes, I remember when Love and Monsters was being talked about that was Dr. Light mm. and I think already as a kid I was like, uh, yeah, because you know, you're, you're there for, doc for the Doctor aren't you really? I suppose so. I mean, it does open up the scope of the show and, yeah. and I think this is the thing that really, well a, a couple of things really surprised me about Love and Monsters which we'll get to but the thing that surprised me the most about it is that it's the first time you really see the Doctor not as a main character and the yes. effect he has on people that aren't the regular, you know, yeah. cast. And that's interesting. But the the whole Doctor Light thing is obviously a, is a cost-saving measure. Yeah. Um, you would trade out one episode, make that the cheap one, and then you'd save a bit of money for the finale. So that yeah. was generally why they tend to be yeah. later on in the run, yeah. later on in the production. And you're not burning out your main actors. Yeah, they can have a little bit of a break. break. It's it's not, it's it's totally, you know, the same thing as William Hunt or going to Sardinia yes, for a week. it's funny, isn't it? I was thinking that, like, how... And that's why the know, Doctor's locked in prison or through that episode yeah. or whatever. That happens a lot in the 60s. So it's like the, yeah, it's like the first Doctor light story since, I don't know, whenever Pat Troughton might have had a holiday at some point. Yeah. Because obviously after after Pat, that just didn't happen. Yeah, you know? the, the you, regulars you were just weren't. Yeah, exactly. So funny, it was just like rep. It was just yeah. like blasé. Darling, I'm I'm awfully sorry, but I'm uh, I'm in the south of France that week, so yeah. I'm not going to be able to make recording it. <laughs> you just have to write me out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, the, all these scripts that have been in development and you've really tried to work on these characters, it's not going to work yeah. for me, brother. So I'm, I'm out of here. Oh, sorry. Uh, David Whittaker, can you come up with something? Oh, I don't know. Doctor Who has dysentery this week. <laughs> <laughs> Um. <laughs> in the corner can you just do a little wild track and yeah. you're just like squitting is that alright 
Um, so yeah, let's talk about Love and Monsters. Should we start with Love and Monsters? Love and Monsters in the Land of Love and Monsters by Lana Del Rey. No, the Land of what? Gods and Monsters. I don't, I don't know. Um, what's what's the Love and Monsters quote from? That must be like Shakespeare or something. Yeah, I was going to look this up and I didn't. So. I feel like it's Shakespeare. Yeah, why not? Yeah. He did a lot of stuff, didn't he? Yeah. He came up with all the best quotes. Yeah. Uh, Love and Monsters. So can you remember watching this one when it came out? I do. I get confused between this, the start of this and the start of Fear Her. Quite a I, lot. I've thought after, I mean, I'm skipping way ahead, mm. but after Love and Monsters, you get the trailer for Fear Her. I thought, crike, it really is two shit Doctor Who stories, one after the other, yeah. before a really good finale. I would say that Fear Her is definitely worse than this, though. Really? Mm. Ooh. <laughs> I just, okay. well, well, we'll get on to it. But right, um, okay. I, I just got confused between the opening of Fear Her with the TARDIS landing yeah. and then having to do it the right way around, which is a great gag. Yeah. Um, and Elton stumbling upon the TARDIS and then yeah, it's kind of starts in media res and then flashes back and all sorts of stuff like that. So Yeah, I mean, this is the one thing that I will say about Love and Monsters. I like the format of it. You like I the structure like the, of it. Uh, the structure of it. I mm. like the, the framing of it. That yeah. it is this guy doing a vlog before vlogs were really a thing. Like, they were in their infancy. They really were. I mean, it's... It's so bizarre though, because surely this is the first time somebody switched on an episode of Doctor Who that's looked like this. Yes. People, you know, wet themselves over Sleep No More. Yeah. But th this really is a, way more of a departure yeah. from what the show had done previously oh, than that ever was. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know, I mean, Sleep No More, I mean, we obviously reviewed Sleep No More, but I didn't think it was as bad as this. No. By any means. Um, no, I like Sleep No More. I think that's quite an alright story. I don't get the hate towards it. I think Sleep No More, I think Sleep No More's problem is that they shot it the way that they did. I think it probably would have just worked better had it just, just a, normal, a story. normal story. Yeah, maybe it didn't need the gimmick. Yeah. yeah. I think it felt like they were just like, oh, what can we what can we do to yeah. make this one a bit more interesting? But. Now, I w I think the problem with with Love and Monsters that the, you know that a lot of people don't like it and have ridiculed it and laughed at it and it's yeah. been kind of the butt of jokes and then it's sort of had an ironic sort of come around where yeah. people have gone actually it's really good people do seem to like it and they it. do really like it and I've never quite understood it I think I got a bit closer to understanding it watching this okay. now I'm not saying I'm part of Linda yeah. but I'm just saying I I thought it, it did what it was doing really well Yeah. Um, but I think one of the problems with it is that People only ever remember the really bad or really camp or really silly bits. Yeah. Much in the same way as, um, you know, Warriors of the Deep. Like, you just remember the murker. Yeah, that's true. But, like, I think that this has got more going for it than Warriors of the Deep right. does. I think the problem is, is that straight away you get the Scooby-Doo. That, bit. I remember, I think they may have even trailed that on Totally Doctor Who. Because I, I remember the tenant bit, him poking out saying, don't I know you? That yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember just remember that. thinking, oh my God, what is this? And I, at the, I'm watching it the, on the evening, just being like, oh dear. And even when I said to Jonathan, I was like, oh, we're doing Love and Monsters this week. He was like, oh, crikey. So you're not, not the bloody Scooby-Doo rubbish. I tell you what, I think that it hits its lowest point there. And it's only really up from there. I think there are a couple of wobbles. There but are I some think wobbles. That, that is the That's absolute the nadir, worst thing in the story, is yeah. that bit. Yeah. And also the fact you don't see the Hoiks as much as you ought to. because it's The a Hoiks is a really cool monster. Really cool looking monster. Interestingly, only named... Uh, probably, we only uh, know the name because of the toy. That's probably true. Yeah. I wonder what it was in the script. Mm. We, Scary, beastly monster. Yeah. And maybe yeah. it was named the Hoiks. Maybe Russell named it the Hoiks. Maybe. And character 
got Saw the, the script. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I agree. That is that is probably the worst part of it. Yeah, but it's a shame that it happens right at the start. I know. It just, it's like oh, it puts a bad taste in your mouth. But I, but and I and I totally agree with that. But I I think that a lot of people who contend that it is the worst ever episode of Doctor Who or it like. When people talk about it, it's almost othered. It's yeah. like it's it like there's bad Doctor Who, and then there's like Love and Monsters. Love and Monsters isn't even Doctor Who because it doesn't necessarily feel like a typical Doctor Who. This is what I was going to say because of the way that it's been structured, yeah. and I think that the way it's structured is actually it's fine. It's just mm. like a normal TV soap opera. Yeah, you know, there's very soapy bits in it. Yeah. Um, and it's just about some person's normal life. Yeah. And, and, and I think that that's a really daring thing for Doctor Who to have done is to show the impact, whether positive or negative, mm. the Doctor has on people's lives yeah. when he doesn't stick around and give them sort of aftercare of how to get over traumas and yeah. stuff, or they travel in space and time, or he shags them, or yeah. whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of mad that the Doctor goes to um, Elton's house as a little boy. Yeah. His mum dies. He, gl he looks out the window and he glares at this poor child and doesn't kneel down and go... I'm so sorry. Yeah, your mum's dead. That's the what time, happens? That's the, just, that's the time Lord Victoria's looking down at him, that is. Is it? Yeah. That's not, that's not, Jelly D, all's all right. Don't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Tenth Doctor, that's, I'm the storm at the heart of the sun, all that kind of rubbish. Although I have to say, I quite like seeing a Tenth Doctor who is not sort of, you know, weighed down by all that baggage. Yeah. You know, he's not doing the whole I'm mopey and morose no. for a, quite a lame reason. No. I also um, liked seeing David Tennant's series two hair before he started, before he discovered gel. Yeah, it looks great. It does look great. And, and his, just his it. costume as it is yeah. looks really good. I don't like when he starts wearing granddad shirts. Yeah. Because uh, it happens at the end of Blink. Yeah. And I thought I much prefer his look here than yeah. in other stories. Yeah. Far prefer his it's look It's the there. same with like Capaldi, isn't it? When they start trying to go a bit too cash with it, I think, ooh. I don't, well, it's the t-shirt. Yeah. That's egregious. And yeah. I know a lot of people like that look. And a lot of people cosplay it really well. I'm not saying that you look bad. No. I'm just saying not on Doctor Who. Not yeah. for me. No. Although Jodie wears a t-shirt. But I suppose it doesn't look like he's been dragged. She's been dragged through a bush backwards. No, that's yeah, his, his look. I get that's Capaldi's sort of, sort of it, thing. But. It's more uniform with the costume as it's designed, whereas Capaldi's yeah. was this is designed to be worn with a shirt and a cardigan exactly. or a waistcoat. If Jodie had a t-shirt that had a different design on it every week, yeah. and it didn't go with the costume, then that would be the same sort of yeah, thing. But exactly. it's, it's not really. Yeah. We're having an argument with invisible people that don't exist at the moment. <laughs> I, don't know. I think so. Um, they so, don't know if they're listening to this they podcast. They don't. They, they don't. Be, you know, we could have costume designers in it. I like, just kind of imagine doing? that we've got somebody listening to us who goes, "Ah, oh, no." Yeah. So I feel like every time I have to go, so I, I yeah, like, over explain no, I, it. I think yeah, that's probably, probably anyway. Covering our asses. Is anyway, true? shall I tell you what was going on in the world? Before we dive into things. In 2006. So, um, well, what I know, was number one? I know that the following week I went to a girl's birthday party. Um, <laughs> so, I, so I missed fear. <laughs> the only time you ever went to a girl's birthday party? Uh, probably, yeah. Well, there we go. Um, I wish I was a punk, ro punk rocker with flowers in my hair by Sandy Thorne. Remember that song? No. No, okay, that's fine. How does it go? I don't want to sing it because I embarrassed myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, uh, no. <laughs> uh, Sorry, you're right. And then movies. <laughs> a slight stroke on the podcast. And then uh, movies. 2006. Uh, 
Oh, God, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, some Marvel fair, probably. I can't remember. Well, it was Casino Royale's year, so that might have been... I was going to say Casino Royale was the year before. No, 2006, so yeah. Um, The Omen was number one. The remake of The Omen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was number one at the time. Followed the next week by... It was a palindrome, wasn't it? It was because they released it on the 6th of the 6th of the 6th. Today of recording this is also a palindrome. It is. It's the 22nd of the 2nd, 2022. And and church spires have been dropping off of roofs. Oh my God, yeah. Shit. And Patrick Troughton is dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. Um, uh, followed by Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift the next week. So oh, and we got Vin Diesel in the room with us. And we've got Vin us. Diesel in the room with us as yeah. a cardboard cutout. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, once we've got past the Scooby-Doo corridor yes. bit, mm. Then we start to find out a little bit more about Elton. Yeah. Forget the name of the guy who plays him, but Mark he's... Mark Warren. Mark Warren. He's in a very good episode of Life on Mars. I he's think he's in a, in a couple good... of episodes of yeah, that Yeah, he's very good. He's yeah. very, very good. He played Dracula as well in a Did he? Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. interesting. <laughs> Dracula. Um, so, yeah, like the whole conceit of the story is obviously a, a kind of a survivor's group. Kind yeah. of gets together, Linda. It's sort of a commentary for being a Doctor Who fan, isn't it? Is. It? You're I mean, an outcast, you're a sad git, you yeah. live in the basement, yeah. you've got no one to talk to but the people on the internet. Exactly. Um, and, I, and I thought that, that really the most obvious part of that was when he kind of meets uh, Ursula. Yeah. And they have a, a chat and he says something like, you know about the Doctor? And they have, and she only lives like half an hour away from me or whatever. Yeah. And that was like, oh, you've met a Doctor Who fan. Yeah. It was, that was, yeah. you know. That was us. Quite, it, it was, <laughs> exactly. Um, but, it, you know, that was kind of the most obvious allegory I got for it. That was know. us, but not until, not all the bloody stuff with the paving. Stuff. We need to get into that later. <laughs> we There is some stuff to come on to there because... The face on my other half when that scene oh, yes. unfolded was quite I mean, something. I was a gog watching it again. I was like, I cannot believe they put this in Doctor Who. Russell, Man dem boy. face fucks a paving slab. Yeah. Where does it... I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I had okay. a very dirty joke. No, I was saying, no, well, no, 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 no. She's got no organs, so he's going to no. have to go... All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. There's quite a nice bit at the start, Matthew. Yeah. Where um, you see the Auton invasion. Yeah, that's really cool. You see the Slovene ship go overhead. Yeah. You see the uh, Sycorax ship breaking the Earth's atmosphere and shattering all the windows. Yeah. Pretty cool kind it's of moment. Really and again, a really nice, tight little reminder that this. I liked it when stuff was simple. Yeah. I liked it when it was you had these recorded events. People know that aliens exist. They yeah. call back to yeah. the Slovene ship, all that kind of stuff. When it starts getting into rebooting the universe mm. so that everybody forgets and stuff, yeah. it's a bit like, ah, oh, because you, you, it was believable. It was like, those events were key yeah. in Russell's Who, felt, and they kept being called back to. It felt like his own little world, didn't it? Uh, in a way that Doctor Who never really felt like that before. Yeah. I guess the only time you ever get it is when McCoy refers back to, or can you not remember the Yeti and the, the Zygon Gambit? But of course, that is just to go, what are you chatting about? That's more of a gag to kind of go like, look, we're in a universe where people forget there was an alien invasion the week yeah. before. Let's just get over it, you know? And, yeah. or, or the entire universe gets bleeped, you know, like with the, um, was it? Men in Black thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And everybody gets their minds wiped. Yeah. It's one of those sort of things. Yeah. No one cares. Um, but no, it was nice. It was nice that the, it felt like a proper world that people lived in. Um, and reacted and to reacted things. And reacted to, yeah. Um, so I did like that. I, I'd forgotten, actually, that that was part of the story. Um, 
yeah, that was that was nice. And I imagine that we'll probably see some more of that with Russell coming back. I hope so. I hope so. Um, I think that is quite similar as well to the stuff we see on the Tyler estate in terms yeah. of like it feels real. Yeah. You know, and Jackie is a character that kind of lusts after a bloke in the local area. Yeah. And they have a little bit of a thing going on and it's real people. Yeah. And it's really nice, which I think contrasting that with Blink, which we'll come on to later. Yes. When we, you know, it, it becomes more about catchphrases or it come, becomes more about one-liners, stinging one-liners, mm. rather than people actually just sort of being funny because they're being natural and they're being yes. normal and they're That's living true. their normal lives. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool, and I, I and I really liked seeing Jackie again, and because Camille Kajuri is just that was one of the things I put amazing. Down my notes, is she's superb. Yeah. She is so well cast in that role. You could not have cast anyone else in no. that part. She is just Jackie Tyler yeah. perfectly, um, and yeah, she's just ever so good. And I, I I do like the the those comedy elements of yeah. the story. It yeah. works very well because like you said, it's Why part she always of her trying character. to get her end away as well? I love it. <sighs> Don't know. It's brilliant. Yeah. Well, you know, fair play to her. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Um I did find the chucking the wine on him a little bit like, all right, he's clearly uncomfortable. <laughs> if it wasn't for him going into the bedroom going to the bathroom afterwards yeah. and sort of getting himself ready. Yeah, of course like you you would not do that in the reverse. You would not have had a man doing that. But that's it, isn't yeah. it? So it only makes it okay yeah. that he's up for it when he gets to the bathroom. Yeah. Because up until that point, he's being cornered. <laughs> you know, being cornered by Jackie Tyler when she's in heat. <laughs> <laughs> would be quite something. That would be, you know, he wouldn't make out of it alive. No, not you, at that, all. You'd be, you'd be done for. Um, it's Michael from Alan Partridge. Yes, I thought, what do I know him from? Alan Partridge, well done. Thank and you, you also know him as the compared to Meerkat Meerkat. Is he? That's him. Holy crap. As Mr. Skinner, like, he doesn't, that's, that's what he talks like through the yeah. whole episode to me. Yeah. He's just, <laughs> you know. Um, ELO. ELO, lots of ELO. I, Jeff Lynn was very happy that yeah, that phone nice call came royals, in. Royals yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, what we, you, were, we were big ELO fans in our house. I'm so, sure, I'm sure. Yeah, so that was great, a bit of Mr. Blue Sky, nice. Uh, all over the episode, doesn't yeah. stop. Yeah. Um, okay. Should we talk about the other bit where it goes a little bit camp? A bit silly buggers. What bit? When they form a band. Yeah. Because they get that's the that's the bit in the middle where it goes, oh no. Yeah. So just every now and again, it will just have a slight heart murmur and it's just drop out slightly and you'll just yeah. go, oh no, oh you know. Because every, every honestly, everything else around it is fine and is quite charming in a lot of ways. I yeah. don't know if that's just the nostalgia of watching it again. Yeah, I think there is an element of that. There's a sort of nostalgia to like, oh, remember these, remember these days. Yeah. Um, when Doctor Who could be like this. Yeah, you know, would, very brave, never really... really, to do that early on in its run. That's why I really kind of got on with it. I think. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still, I still wouldn't necessarily rank it particularly highly. I mean, I, I can't say that I hated it. I can't say that I sat there and I, you know, detested it. Yeah, yeah, detested watching it. Um, you know, I think. For me, I see it almost like a spin-off episode because the Doctor's yeah. not really in it. Yeah. You know, it takes part in that world. You know, it's like an episode of Torchwood, but Torchwood aren't in it. You know, that's how it seems to me. It's, it's like a spin-off. I, I, I can totally, totally see that. Yeah. But, um, but then, 
Peter Kay walks in. This is the this is the thing. When he turns up, you do sort of go, oh, the spell is broken because it's like Peter Kay's just come into Doctor Who. And I think that if they'd cast, uh, an, I, it's difficult to say another actor or an actor. I don't know. Uh, you know. Yeah. Because you know. I'm not saying that Peter Kay is not a good actor. No. But he is an, an actor first and foremost. He is not an actor, actually. Yeah. Um, he has he has his moments in things that he's done. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Phoenix Knights, um, and I think he has been funny in the past. Um, but I think the problem is casting Peter Kay yeah. kind of sends up the whole thing. Yeah. And it's then it becomes a parody yes. of, of itself, of Doctor Who. And, it, and I think that's what where it starts to fall apart. It's like it's kind of gone. All right, this is this is this is daft. Send yeah, Peter, the, send Peter Kay in, and, yeah. and let's just get it get over. This with. is the silly episode. We'll we'll cast some silly name, um, and it does. It literally becomes the thing that Ricky Gervais parodies in Extras. Mm-hmm. You know when he's playing the the the, the whatever he is, M- Mestor. Mestor. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that and it's like ooh, why? You know, I'm not saying that. It would have been any better with another actor in it, but it just you just see and go, oh yeah, it's Peter Kay. I think the trouble is, okay, so it was obviously the Absorbaloff, we'll talk about the Absorbaloff mm. as well, we kind of tie it into one, was obviously designed by a kid who won a Blue Peter competition. Yeah. Uh, which I entered. Yes, I think I did as well. Actually. I can't remember what mine was, no, but it was me. probably a bit of a rip-off of several different things. I think it spat acid out of its pores or something oh, nice. weird like that. But um, Too expensive for Doctor Who. Far too expensive <laughs> for Doctor Who. What we can do is we can get Peter Kay in a fat suit <laughs> and paint him green um, and give him a weird tuft of hair. A give, him, give him a mohawk. It goes right down his back it's great. to his arse. It, it's kind of, it goes right down to his arse crack. It goes right down to his arse crack. So it, it's, it's not a pair. That's not a little pair of underpants he's wearing. That's just. Are those his pubes? <laughs> I thought it was a loincloth, but it probably it probably links up, doesn't it? It yeah. goes down to the bottom and comes down like a utility belt. Um, it's it's um, it's a it's a Doctor Who spoof outfit. It is, it's, isn't it? it's it's what it's what um, French and Saunders would have dressed up as yeah. when they did their Doctor Who, you know, yeah. piss take. You and know. I think when you see the original design that the boy drew, it's really good. Mm. And I think the, in the original design, he's meant to be as tall as a double-decker bus. I'm sure. And then you've got, you've got Peter Kay. Oh, what a come down. <laughs> Doing that a lot. Doing that a lot. He's got a thing, at least. He has he has realised Doctor Who monsters have to, I have to be a bit monstery. Yeah, I gotta say, he is better when he is the monster. He does then, it actually really quite. He's grotesque. Yeah. Um, and oh, the absorbaloff. The absorbaloff. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he's he horrible. And I was watching it, and like the, the moment when he grabs uh, what's her job? Ursula. Ursula. And she sort of screams, and he's sort of there snarling. Untouched. That's all it takes. Yeah, and he's doing the whole. Eh, yeah. You know, he's been a bit of a sill. Um, that I was like, actually, I think a kid would find that pretty. F- Frightening. Like, if I showed my nephews that, well, yeah. especially one of them, who's a right fucking babby ass, right. he would shit himself. <laughs> um, well, that whole sequence is pretty horrific. It is horrible. Like her really? face pushing through that. Yeah. And I, well I, done. I, I kind of, I, I turned around to Stella and she was, she was watching. She occasionally would peer over her shoulder at this one, and she, she kind of was like, "Oh my god!" And, and it was, yeah, actually, it's pretty scary. Yeah. Like. It's pretty grim, mm. getting trapped inside Peter Kay. <laughs> um, Especially if you're uh, in his ass. Like, uh, bliss. Uh, w- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She bless, got bliss. Bless, bliss. 
she's getting the full load there, isn't she? She's getting the 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 ass crack sweat <laughs> and the farts and the poo. Oh. She's getting everything. Oh no! Oh yeah! Imagine that. That's going a fate the, worse than going death. To the toilet. She's yeah. just looking straight down the staring pan. into the pan. <laughs> Would you rather take bliss or what happens to Ursula at the end? And you're going out what, without them. What become a, a bloody sex age? Yeah. Um, I don't. Um, I don't know. I, God, I'd, I'd probably take the absorber off. Yeah. At least Peter Kay could, cheek. you know, garlic bread. <laughs> Make you laugh. Chuck a couple of them out. <laughs> um, yeah. Where you know, so it, so it has that kind of dip. I think when they have the the band practice and it gets a little bit silly burgers, and then yeah. you know, all right, all right, let's turn it down a little bit, and then Peter Kay turns up. And for a while, it kind of putters along fine. And then I suddenly remembered bits like, oh, yeah, then he kind of puts them to work and yes. they're out there trying to find the, the Torchwood doctor. Files. The Torchwood Files. And he mentions the bad wolf, bad wolf virus, virus or yeah. something. Yeah, and does all that kind of stuff. And then you have the Jackie plot, mm. which is really great. Yeah. Really fantastic. And I really love that whole sequence and, you know, uh, how are you supposed to find this one teenager in London? Yes, and it's like, oh, oh the Tyler's, Jackie, yeah. Jackie Tyler's. That's, that's great, because it makes it all... Is that super grand? Is that the yeah, super it is. Actress? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. That, that's that's all fab, and Jackie sort of finding out at the end that he's he's trying to get close to her because yeah. of Rose. And I thought that was a really touching little scene, It's actually. really quite poignant, isn't yeah. it, that moment? She does that very well, and you think, oh, man. you know, Horrible for him, because he's like, oh, shit, yeah, I really have taken advantage of this woman. Yeah. Um, and But, yeah, she she sells it. She's a good actress, Camilla Really Dory. good. She should have been in more stuff, because she's fantastic in as, doing the comedy stuff. But when it needs to hit home with emotional things, she's Even very when good. she was just sat by the phone. Yeah. And that was my daughter. And yeah. you just go like, oh, wow. You know, yeah. and, and you feel like how good it was for her to talk to her. Yeah. And then also like how lonely she's she suddenly She's gone from being is. like this comedic milf to yeah. a bloody... Yeah. You don't know, she's an actual mother. Yeah, of course, you know, really of course. Worried about her. But I think, I think it's it was really lovely to have that time with Jackie. Cause yeah. Because you, you don't really get a chance to see Jackie just doing her thing mm. when she's not about to get picked up in the TARDIS. When yeah. she's just... You know, going down to the laundrette or mm. whatever, or going down the pub to, for a quiz night. It was really cool, and yeah. it kind of brought it all to life again. I think. Yeah, and interesting that she sort of says, you know, I'll protect both of them. Yeah, you know, like that, that's a nice bit of character development. Yeah, because obviously, you know, in series one, she really can't stand the doctor. No, and um, the, the whole setup. Yeah, she's she's not really fond as of. As soon as he gets younger and he's a bit more dishy, oh, she's well up for it. Well I tell you that. Yeah, I tell yeah, you that. Yeah, yeah, and especially after she thinks well, we might have two dicks. Oh, she she does, doesn't she? She does, yeah. And her eyes roll into the back of her head and she faints and yeah, it's just... Jackie likes a bit of DP. <laughs> Jackie. Fucking hell. <laughs> right. So uh, let's talk about the Absorber Loft. Yeah. Um, so is it the cardinal sin of Doctor Who monsters? This versus the Merca from two weeks ago. Well, I mean, this actually looks convincing. Mm-hmm. You, the Merca doesn't look convincing in the slightest. It no. Is, it's just shapes. <laughs> I think they're as bad as each other, but they just. I think. I think. I mean, he's a crap. He's crap. There's obviously the technical differences, like obviously yeah, the you know it, the prosthetics. There, there are prosthetics. Yes. I just think that they're they're both equal. I'd put them in the same like tier of crap, but <laughs> like, you know, it's it's. I, I don't think it's necessarily that one is more technically sound than the other. No. I just think nobody's thought about it. Yeah. Nobody's thought about the way. Much like with Merca, it's going to get lit 
it's going to get shot. Yeah. Yeah, because you've got that like running in the in the alleyway in running around daylight. And it is just Peter Kay, who's obviously, you know, he's a big bloke. And yeah. he's in a cumbersome costume. And he's just like, oh, you know, they've like sped it up a little bit. A bit Benny Hill, Benny Hill music. I'm it's surprised when he gets up from his, from his seat and, yeah. you know, he like kind of. Yeah, he climbs over the table. Everything's he? played in fast forward. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I, and I, I think that they're both, I think they're both up there for that reason. Yeah. I think it's just, and, I, and again, I noticed going straight to Blink. I was like, oh my God, this has atmosphere. Yes. And there's no atmosphere in, in again, you know, it's the same thing that we kind of pointed at. Um, or is it the deep, deep yeah. Is it this just doesn't have any any atmosphere? Yeah. It's all it's all very bright. It's all very yes. it's all very kitchen sink, and yeah. you know, all, all very safe visually. And there's nothing wrong with that necessarily, no. but I guess equally they're still doing the whole in camera conversation trying to, thing. They're trying to do something else with it, and you know, yeah. <laughs> it was a nice week off for David and Billy. They was. I'm glad they. I'm <laughs> glad they, they had fun. Other bits for other stories. I'm glad um, they had fun. Uh, something I'm a little bit confused about. Right. Um, Elton's mum. Yeah. So when we see the flashback of him seeing the doctor in his house, yes. he looks up, David Tennant, you know, scowls at him, and then that's it. When you see it again, you David Tennant scowls at the small child, then the camera pans away and his yeah. mum's dead on the floor because yeah. some shadow killed her that he wasn't <laughs> able to stop in time. Fashion Arada Probably. prototype. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's go for it. Um, so did he? Was it a repressed memory that his mum yeah, maybe. died? I think it must have been, because otherwise you'd remember she was dead. <laughs> that seems know, like such an such a like for the doctor to be the thing that you remember from that encounter. Maybe the, not maybe the doctor did the old on his on his head. Maybe and it didn't quite work. He still maybe. remembered a man in a brown suit in his front room. Wow, I mean that's kind of sick. That's pretty sick, isn't you it? know. Mm. Wow, the Doctor's an awful person. He is, yeah. I was reading, there was a good thread on Twitter the other day and someone said, I'm, I'm annoyed, so someone was like, it was an older fan. Mm. And I sort of agreed, it was like, oh, I'm annoyed with bloody new Doctor Who and people idolising the Doctor, like, oh, be more like the Doctor. The Doctor's a tosspot. Well, it has the capacity he, to be, yeah, You know, he's asshole. not really, he was never really created to be the person that you, the hero that you look up to. He's always been a bit of, yeah. The lines are a bit blurred. Yeah. You know? If he has to kill someone, well, I guess I'll have to do it. But, yeah. You know, I might make a joke about it afterwards yeah. and pretend it's all fine. You know, and if you know one of my young teenage companions gets crushed in a bloody yeah explosion on a freighter into Earth, well, bollocks which is off. which is why you know the whole bit at the end when he's going to absorb Elton and he's like, it's all right, do it, it's fine. Yeah, it's like, it's like man, it's not going to happen, is no. it? Come on. Yeah. You know, don't play us like that. Yeah. But yeah, I suppose you have to have a little bit of tension because Peter Kay's freezing and in, in, he's probably, in, in, he's in probably a, the warmest one there. He probably is stuff. actually <laughs> surrounded by latex. But uh, yeah, oh, El Devo reference. <laughs> yeah, El Devo. That was, was like, brilliant. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. I yeah, um, and uh, the last little note I've got here. It always here. makes me fancy a pizza that episode. Every time when he says like, oh, I'll go down for a pizza. He comes but, back with a pizza. And I'm like, oh. Elton's night in that he describes he's going to have with Jackie is my dream. Is my perfect night in. Yeah. <laughs> Get the telly up really loud. Order a pizza in and just have a laugh. That's shake milk and jewelry. So the last thing I wanted to say, which I think is really funny, I think people should go back and have a look at this, is that um, Ursula's got her glasses on when she gets absorbed by the absorber loft. Yeah. Which I just thought was Stella pointed out, and I'd never really noticed before, but obviously her glasses go like into his skin yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. But I just thought, 
does it not look a little bit too daft with her glasses on I'd, sticking I'd, out I'd, the side of it? Yeah, I thought that's all right. That's I, never really... Uh... I don't know. Maybe because they're still bright red and the rest of hers turned green. Maybe. <laughs> I thought it, just, it looked a bit weird, but I thought it's, it was It's funny. well done, Matt. I think the, the actual costume and everything, it, it, they did a really good job. With their faces moulding into the side of it. Yeah. yeah. Like obviously, when they do the close-ups, you know, they've obviously said, right, we're going to put this stuff over your head. Exactly. Like a bit of two-foot board with like green goo on it. If, if, if you can stay in the profession after having to do that. Yeah. Then... That's it's your it's your vocation it's your thing isn't it yeah let's talk oh, oh that incidentally came uh 220th out of 241st we 220th yeah uh, okay so pretty i mean yeah, it's it's, pretty... it's the lowest ranked david tennant story yeah and i, I this is why i was quite excited to talk about this um story and blink because it's like we never really, we haven't really done much david tennant stuff, we haven't we? i think because generally we've kind of been a bit sniffy it's kind yeah. of a period of the show where we're like yeah we, we don't like the 10th doctor so yeah don't really um, want to watch that what did we think of him in this i mean i've got more of an opinion of him in blink because okay. he's in it more yeah 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 um i mean in this he's just he just turns up doesn't he really yeah he's just he's just there but he's you know that's the 10th doctor you get like a like a little distilled shot of the 10th doctor mm. what's he like What's it, you know, what 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 was Tenth Doctor like in Love and Monsters? Well, I don't know, he's a bit of an arsehole, wasn't he, really? Yeah. I mean, he left a little boy to just be like, oh, well, your mum's yeah. dead, but deal with it. It's, deal it's, with it, chum. It's the thing, I just, you know, he's he, he's brilliant and he's cool and he's, you know, perfect and all that kind of stuff. He's got a long, swishy coat. He's got he? a long, swishy coat and spiky hair, mm. you know, and well, he talks, yeah. talks a bit funny and talks, oh, pulls some faces and does weird stuff with his voice and all that kind of stuff. But that's kind of it, Yeah. really. Yeah. It's, you know... I like David Tennant. I think he's a fantastic actor. Mm, superb. Undoubtedly a superb actor. But yeah, the Tenth Doctor just doesn't just doesn't do it for me. No, I know what you mean. Would I probably take him over the Fifth Doctor though? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, actually. Yeah. 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 Mm. Isn't that is that bad? Is that like? Oh, actually, no. Would I? I don't know. This this is like a central mm, kind sure, of like actually. problem, isn't it? Would I take? Uh... I mean, they're both, they're both arseholes, <laughs> aren't they, really? The Fifth Doctor's a bit, a bit of an arsehole. He, he never looks like he can just, like, just, let's have a coffee, mate. Sit down. Mm. Just, just stop going, stop pacing and, and worrying about things <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Just, like, just sit down and just have a, have a chill moment. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think if I was travelling with the Tenth Doctor, he would get on my tits. That's I think I, yeah, Peter that's Davidson true as well. Would be less likely to get on my nerves because the first thing I thought when I said that bit at the end there was David Tennant in a in a bloody sombrero with yeah and all that stuff. flowers around all his shoulders. Like thought, around. nah, I can't, can't do that. Doing Ghostbusters with Billy Piper and all that. That would be just like, oh no, sorry, Doc. I don't care what planet we land on. Next. Yeah, I'm getting off. I'm getting off. I'm getting off. I get the bus on, on on the planet of blazing infernos. Yeah. 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 But I'd still take him over the fifth doctor. Really? Oh no, mm. I'd, I'd stay with Peter. Wow. Yeah, I'd stay with Peter. Fair play. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, that's that's that. That's that's sorted. that's where we that's where we stand on that matter. Let's talk about uh, getting sucked off by a paving slab. Okay. We, we haven't discussed. We haven't discussed <laughs> getting that a chumbly from a paving slab. Getting a chumbly from a paving slab. Um, oh, oh well, she's dear. got yeah yeah. I mean. I mean, is that? It's rough. It is rough. Is that the, probably the worst thing the 10th Doctor ever did? Or the Doctor in general? 
with commit, with commit a woman to being to a lifetime a lifetime of, of being a, a sex aide. Yeah, pretty bad. We got a load of ten gags in the office. Um, for those of you who don't know what that is, Google it. Um, oh yeah, the box the, of the, the box of naughty things. Naughty things. Yeah, she is basically one of those. She kind of is, but it just doesn't have a face. She is a human fleshlight. <laughs> she is a human fleshlight. Yeah, made out of concrete. concrete. Ouch. Oh, I mean, there's got to be someone out there that's oh, yeah, that's, for sure. that's perfect for them. Oh, dear. Ow. I tell you what, it's 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 kind of sickly dark, though, at the end of the story to get something yeah. like that. Because Stella said at the end, well, yeah, it was great. But like, well, she didn't say it was great. She didn't say that <laughs> at all. She said, the, uh, the woman that got to turn into a paving slab didn't really get her story resolved at all. And I was like, what do you mean? She said... Well, she's just like that forever now. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, seems a bit like something we need to talk about, though, yeah. isn't it? And oh, don't say that, Stella, because big finish will be like, right. I know, I know. Pavement slab. Oh, my God. Well, it doesn't happen yet. They do it. Um, but, like, it's so difficult. Because part of me kind of feels as well that it's a bit of a sick joke that it kind of leaves you with that bittersweet kind of thing. You get with Doctor Who episodes where things things are kind of darkly me messed up at the end and like yeah. It's kind of like a bit a bit sick, isn't it? Like not not the what he's doing to her, <laughs> but like the fact that she's like that forever and mm -hmm. th that's due to an encounter with the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she needs another support group. She she, oh, she, well, she probably needs several at the moment, yeah. but yeah. You know, and she's gonna, you know, when he dies, Yeah. that's it. But I mean, like, what's her lifespan? Like, does, is she still gonna age? She mentioned her lifespan. She said she's never gonna age. Oh, did she? Oh, yeah. shit, yeah, so that's it. Yeah. It's like at the end of the world, there's just this poor paving Talking slab. Talking paving slab. Full of, full of cum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Excellent. He's oh, done it. He's done it, everybody. It there we are. <laughs> Let, no, no, let's not. Let's talk about Blink. Blink. The second highest rated Doctor Who story in the 2014 DWM. Is it the second rated? It's number two. Wow. Just below no, the Caves of Androzani. Right. Oh no, not the Caves of Androzani. What's first? Day of the Doctors first, isn't Day it? Day of the Doctors first. Day of the Doctors first, then Blink, then Blink. Genesis. Oh. Then Caves. Then Caves, okay. The City of Death, Talons, Empty Child, Pyramids, Human Nature, Remembrance. I mean, I, that, that, that's wrong. Blink is not the best Doctor Who story. The second best the second Doctor, best Who, Doctor story. Who story. I mean, yeah, it's not the, yeah, it's, it's not. Okay. Doctor Who isn't even in it very much. No. But it could, that, that could, it could still be so good that it's the second best, if, even if the Doctor's not in it. Yeah. No? No, not having it. Right. What would you say? Would you agree with that? I wouldn't say it's the second best Doctor Who story no. of all time, no. All the um, best? All the best, no. I wouldn't say it's the best. Is it in your top ten? No. No, it's not me. But, me, me. <laughs> but um, it, what, what can you say about it, really? It's everything that has ever been said about Blink, or ever will ever be said about Blink, has already been said. Well, this is the thing. So... Obviously watching Love and Monsters. I went into Love and Monsters thinking, oh God, I've got to watch Love and Monsters. I felt the same way about watching Blink. I, I, and, I kind of had the same thing as well, and, yeah. And, and I will say, um, because I know some people have said, or oh, we probably were the same with Warriors of the Deep. I actually went into Warriors of the Deep, sound of mind, Me thinking, too. I haven't watched this in yonks. Let's 
Give it I a go. Did, I did I've, have got, a... I've got some Silurian sat on the I, well, exactly. before anybody else, so I'm, in, it, I'm up for it. I, I had the same sort of thing with a little bit of a, it's four parts long. At least with these, I don't feel that kind of, uh, yeah. it's only 45 minutes, like yeah, so Yeah, you what? can just get, yeah. I literally watched it before I started work. Yeah. Um, in my breakfast. Yeah. And I went into it thinking, oh, blink. Because I think it's one of those stories that because people go on about how brilliant it is and, you know, oh, it's the best one ever, you do sort of think, oh, but it didn't. So, you know, uh, that, that sort of weighs it down. I came out of it and I really, really enjoyed it. Brilliant. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. I also came out of it thinking Village of Angels is better. Mm. Village of the Angels is better than Blink. Huh. Because the Doctor is in it and more central to it. It is more of a Doctor Who story. This, much like Love and Monsters, is mm -hmm. Doctor Who spin-off. I suppose that, that it depends how you would classify an episode of Doctor Who, though. Because, like, just because it's Doctor Light, mm. I don't think... Just because the Doctor isn't in it as much doesn't make it any less Doctor Who-y. No. Oh, no, not I all. think it definitely helps having the Doctor all the way through. Yeah. But really, it's the elements of... Well, it's, it's, is it the, the fact that it's scary? Yeah. Is it the fact that there's obviously elements of time travel and paradoxes and all that kind mm. of stuff? Because really, both of these are kind of standalone, you know, obviously Doctor Light, but without the Doctor in them, they're sort of pilots for their own yeah. shows, aren't they? Yeah. Really, Much like Torchwood eventually became. Yeah. Um, but that never really had its sort of, its pilot episode. No. Um, but these kind of feel like they could be starting it, something up. Yeah, you yeah, know, you could have. Sally's Sparrow Mysteries yeah. or whatever. So maybe that's why it feels less Doctor Who-y because it's so doing its own yeah. thing. But yeah, and it's because the Doctor isn't there to kind of... Yeah. yeah. But, I, I, see, I see what you mean. Yeah, but what it does do, it does very well. Mm. Um, you know, it is scary. Yeah. It is genuinely scary. Yeah. Um, and I remember watching it when it went out I, well, actually, I don't think I watched it live. I watched it on video. Um, and I remember thinking, crikey, this is really good. Mm. Because I think when I heard, oh, it's a Doctor Light story, it was that whole thing of like, oh, well, we had Love and Monsters last year. Mm. And, you know, is it going to be that again? Yeah. And it wasn't. And it was genuinely good. And I remember when, like, Jonathan didn't watch it either. And I'd watched it before. And I was like, you're going to like this one. It's really good. It's really good. Um, I don't think he's much of a fan, to be honest. No. But, um, yeah, I just it, it just hits all the right spots, really. I it think. does. It does. Um, and I think when David Tennant is in it, mm -hmm. he's very, very good. Yeah. <clears throat> that sequence when he meets with the the copper when he's sat back to 1969, mm. and he's got all that stuff about oh I built this thing and oh you know don't go near chickens it's not nice when they pop and all this. Stuff. Yeah. So I thought you are effortlessly Doctor Who in that moment. Mm -hmm. It's like, you are, you are Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I can understand why people like you so much in that moment. Mm. There's other bits of his character that obviously I'm not so keen on. Mm. Um, but I can see why people like him. Do you think it's his unwavering confidence? Yeah, I think Because he's... he, he unlike other Doctors, can just... Uh, maybe the fourth Doctor is the only other one. Yes. Can just walk into a situation and just sit down and just be like, I'm in charge, bang. You know, and all the attention's on them. They command the situation. And that was exactly what I... The comparison I made was to yeah. Tom. Because <clears throat> watching season 17 at the, uh, at the moment, I've been saying, gosh, Tom just... You know, mm. he's just effortlessly doing this. You know, he doesn't even need to think about no. it. 
everything he says, you believe him. He believes what he is saying yeah. 100%. Yeah. So you, you just go with it. And I think David has got that. Yeah. He He's like, yeah, you know, what I am talking about, although mm. it's nonsense, mm. it's not nonsense because I'm the doctor and this actually makes 100% sense. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you're, 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 I, I get why people say you're like the best Doctor Who mm. of the new Doctor Whos. I suppose because he handles the, the aspects of the character where if you're an actor and you're given like a line of dialogue, maybe now it's seen as a bit au fait and it's like, oh, it's like it's classic bit of Doctor Who dialogue because yeah. you know that whole you know yeah I went over there and then I met this person and then yeah and then I married them and oh let's not talk about the time that that happened and, yeah, and do yeah. you like bananas that sort of thing that the Doctor does yeah. that Jodie Whittaker does yeah um, they all do it but yeah. I think uh, the sign of a good actor is when you're not rolling your eyes Yes. At that stuff, because yeah. that dialogue of, yeah, yeah, Marianne Spinette, nice person, da 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 da, one liner, shame about the dildos though, or whatever their, yeah. their one liner is, where mm. the, it's kind of like, oh, Marianne Spinette's got a Game Boy, you know, because that's weird. Yeah. Something silly like that. Yeah. When an actor does it and it feels like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's so hokey. Yeah. Mm. Like, compare what David Tennant does to, I don't know, Jodie's bit in um, Ghost Monument, where yeah. she's talking about getting those glasses yeah. and the, you know, all that kind of stuff. He is so good at just making that stuff just yeah. flow out, yeah. just like nothing. And I was I was not going to make the Jodie compa- comparison because that was the first thing that came into my head, but it kind of is. Mm. I think I've never quite really believed her... I don't believe that she believes what she's saying. Mm. I think that's the, the problem. Not always, mm. but I think in some of the more techno babbly bits or the more scatterbrain bits, I almost feel like she's thinking about it's the, it. It's the qu- than... it's the quirky doctor bits of it. Yeah, more more so than the bits where like she has like in um, Saranga Conundrum when she's talking about that engine that powers yeah. the ship. That's really cool. I yeah. like that bit because she's really passionate and you can see her, you know, the way she emotes about it. Yeah, but it is more the those kind of typical David Tennant Doctor Who quirky lines yeah. that, yeah, sometimes other actors commit and feel a bit beleaguered. <laughs> yeah. And like they're outstaying, they're welcome. You know, this is dialogue, but he just rips through it, actually. Yeah. And and it, I had to put the subtitles on for that bit because he's very, you know, very quick with mm. his with his little quips. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, the bits where he's talking through the DVD player. All very good. Uh, he's so commanding yeah. and he's so reassuring, even like, even in that last yeah. moment where he's, you know, tell him not to blink. Yeah. He's so, you know, like, yeah. He's He has that Tom Baker thing of, he's kind of got a scariness to him at times. Mm. And you sort mm. of think... You can switch it on. Yeah, you know, you sort of think, oh, shit. Mm. You know, and Tom was obviously very good at that. But of course, David, you know, unashamedly sort of pinched quite a bit of Tom in his performance. But you can't not when you're Doctor Who, But you can't not when you're Doctor Who. Especially when you're a Doctor Who fan of his age who grew up with Tom exactly Peter. And you can't, you can't, it's a crazy thing to suggest that you can't really do Doctor Who now without ripping off David Tennant. That's the other weird thing, isn't it? Mm. That's kind of crazy. That's probably where people draw so many comparisons. Between them. I mean, maybe it's because Jodie's being written like Tenth Doctor. Yeah. But also, yeah, like, he's just so good with it. Yeah. You know, Everybody just does a David Tennant parody now. Yeah. Just like people used to just do Tom Baker parodies. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. I guess why Tom's so good with that is because, you know, he's 
he talks mad nonsense. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. you know he's just effortless True. doing that sort of stuff. You just believe anything he says. Um, Would you like to know what the number one movie at the time Blink came out was? That's two thousand seven. Yeah. Don't know. Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Don't think I've ever seen that. No, no, me neither. Number one single though, Rihanna. Umbrella. Uh, oh, it's a oh, come on. That's probably one of the better ones that we've had. Is it? It's better than that Yazoo cover from the Weeping Angels. Oh, yeah, like, true. True. Warriors of the Deep. <laughs> um, the Weeping Angels. Yeah. They are an absolute stroke of genius. They really are. And I, I must say, because I know obviously on this podcast, you, 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 you have had, you have got a bit of a reputation for bashing Stephen, Stephen Moffat. Stephen Moffat, yeah. And when I was writing my notes, all I kept putting was, this is so clever. Yeah. This is so clever. You understand immediately why he was given the job of showrunner. Yeah. Like, yeah. he came out of this, he won so many awards yeah. because it was just fucking fantastic. Yeah. So cleverly written. Yeah. There is no universe where the BBC would not have gone, him. Give that man Doctor Who. Do you think it's because it doesn't feel like Doctor Who? Do you think it's because... Yeah, because there's like lots of sitcom moments which feel like coupling, like all yeah. that stuff when he's like, oh, I'm in your kitchen. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. look out for my brother. He's got his cock out. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blink. <laughs> I was winking at me. <laughs> Don't blink at that. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, I, I think it's, yeah, it's it's the sit sitcom elements, definitely. But I also think it's because... It's doing like sci-fi, but it's doing quite highbrow yeah. sci-fi. The paradoxical stuff. Yeah. Is, and it works. It works and, you know, Doctor Who hadn't really, really done that, had it, to be honest? N not so dramatically, no. I don't think. And, and, and certainly to push the main character of the Doctor out of the story. Yeah. To kind of make room for all that yeah. stuff because you need a lot of stuff explaining to you. But it all makes sense, and it, it's all like it all ties up really nicely. Yeah. Um, maybe he should have just stuck to doing forty-five minute episodes. I do think that he Stephen works better as a writer under somebody else, not as the showrunner. Mm. Um, I mean, actually, to say that he did a really good job with series five. I really like series five. Yeah. Um, the, oh, the launch, the launch of his Doctor Who was brilliant. I yeah. think we said before, like it's. You know, people forget. I think how good how good it was. It was yeah. when it when it relaunched. You know, yeah, I've got as much nostalgia for that as you know the rest of the Davies stuff. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's only it's a shame really because that was so strong, and then literally the year a year later with series six, my interest teetered off yeah. instantly, and I was more interested in tortured. I was like, I'm enjoying this more. Yeah. But yeah, he, he he's just very clever. Like one of the bits that really stuck in my mind was the stuff of the DVDs. Mm. And she has that conversation very briefly with the doctor on the telly in the yeah. shop. And she's like, well, this is weird. Yeah. You can, how can you hear me? And he's like, well, I can hear you. And then when we revisit the tapes later on, her side of the conversation is different, but it still fits with us being said. And I was like, God, that's, how do you even write that? How I do you sit down and think, well, hang on a minute. Well, I, it must be, you, ha you, you, you think of the idea the doctor has a transcript of a conversation. So I've got to write that scene yeah. first and then so that must have come first yeah. in the writing of it all. Because it is it's really smart. It's very smart. Really smart. Yeah. Um, do you think that the use of DVDs and especially Easter eggs yeah. sort of immediately dates this though? As soon as we as soon as she said something about all oh, the DVD shop, I was like, wow. Yeah. This feels old immediately. It was I and I and we've all been in millions of those DVD yeah. shops. Usually they've got, you know, they've got 
PS2 games over yeah. there, a couple of stolen hi-fis over there. Yeah. I was basically thinking cash converters, a yeah. couple of bongs up behind the window, <laughs> you know, and, and then you've got the back where nefarious things happen and lots of takeaway pizzas are stacked up and yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. There's a mattress and like the, in the, the guy, the guy on the counter, he is like something from space, doesn't he? he the is. whole bit is like something from space. He is. I forget his, I forget his, his, uh, he used to go by the stage name Ray Peacock. I forget his name now, but he does the Parapod, which is a really great podcast. Huh. Um, or did the Parapod, they did a movie. But right. yeah, he's very, very good. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I forget his, Ian Boldsworth, that's his name. Stand, right. He's a stand-up comic. Very really good, um, and yeah, and then you get the explanation of what a DVD Easter egg is, and yeah. you must have been thinking when the scripts are coming, thought let's save a spot on the disc so people can you know left click off the menu. Yeah, and, yeah. Can, and and they're on they're on the DVDs, aren't they? The the full oh are they? Can you watch the, the full thing? David oh, Tennant things? Like I think because they definitely included for that series him talking about the House Martins that that band that he went to see. Right. And do, do you not know that bit? I have no idea what you're talking about. Really? Oh wait, is this on? The, is this when he's talking to Martha? Yeah, on yeah, the video, yeah, and, he's, the and video. he's yeah, yeah, and then the pairs business. I don't know if anybody remembers the House Martins, but they're a really good band. Right. And he starts going off and off and about that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I'm fairly certain that's on the DVD. That's on the DVD. Okay, that's, that's on the DVD. cool. But th then him talking about yeah, we're on the forums and we're having discussions mm. about it and stuff, and um, I think that might be a political reference and stuff. It's all stuff that happens, you know. The, 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 there it's, are... it's Doctor Who fans again. Yeah. It's Doctor Who fans because obviously every Doctor Who fan of an age watching that will go, oh yeah, Easter eggs. I know yeah. what Easter egg is. You know, Joe Public, who own DVDs, maybe not know what an Easter egg is necessarily. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you're a sad nerd like us, yeah. where we watch stuff like Doctor Who and Red Dwarf, yeah. littered with Easter eggs, True. you know what an Easter We're, egg is. Oh my God, the Easter eggs on Red Dwarf. Yeah. Should we talk about our favourite Easter eggs ever? I think there's probably oh, some. I've got a favorite Easter egg. I think there's a. I mean, I love the. Uh, I love the Jamaican um, oh, yeah. stuff on the uh, Earthshock Earth DVD. Yeah. That's really funny. Um, there's one I remember somebody telling me about years ago. It was on a PlayStation One or Two demo disc. Right. That a couple of them got shipped out with this really horrible, like Japanese body horror, like <laughs> underground movie. What the hell? And some of them, and you know, there's kids clicking on and going like, oh, the new SSX is coming out. Let's have a look at the concept art from it on their PlayStation 2s. And this like, wow. yeah, pretty, pretty grim. Yeah. Um, is that the doctor? Did he do that? No, no, no. That's <laughs> super, super fucked up. Um, that's the master. That's the, yeah, that, yeah, the master goes on to the gaming demo discs. Sasha one he's stuck on Earth for all those years. He's like, oh, I feel like doing something naughty. I'm going to get into Sony Pictures, Sony Entertainment in Japan, and I'm going to start getting all this horror movie stuff onto discs. Um, but I think it does kind of date the story a little it bit. It does a little bit, Because, yeah. you know, at some point, unbelievably, kids are going to ask, what's, what's that? A, yeah. What's a DVD? That's a bit scary. Oh. And then what's an Easter egg? What's an Easter egg? Well, on the, well, you put the disc in and then you wait for the disc to load up. And then once it had loaded up, you'd go onto a screen and you'd press left and then it would show you something you didn't know was there. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And, like, and it was <laughs> usually like 30 seconds of like mute studio footage. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, oh. or studio clock. Or a studio clock, indeed, yeah. Um, I know what you mean about watching it and kind of dreading it a bit though, because it's got, it's you know, it looms large in its own legend, yeah. the story. And, I, I, you know... It's a difficult story to review because it's got so many accolades yeah. and it's had so many things, you know, praise, you know, leaps upon it and stuff. And yes. it, it's difficult to talk about it without all that stuff in mind. 
Because I, you know, it's a great, it's a great bit of television. It's, it's a very, it's good a piece superb of bit of television. I think that's the and thing, I, isn't it? That, that was one of the key things. I, just watching it. I mean, obviously, you end up having like a fantastic movie star actress mm. in it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kerry Mulligan, who's fantastic in it. Mm. You know, the companion that we never got. We never got, yeah. Uh, because she was like, Doctor Who fans, no thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love. You that is absolutely the right thing to that do. That is the best story ever when she was like, oh, I thought Doctor Who fans. No. Not for me. No. Mucky. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Some people haven't heard, he, he did that warning in the past. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, brilliant. I love that. <coughs> um, but... There was just something about it. There was everybody's know. firing on all cylinders. Is something yeah. that I kind of thought of the way it's shot, the the score, just the whole production. And I was watching. I was like, I I don't you know, Doctor Who doesn't really feel like this anymore. I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, it's a massive decade apart or whatever, mm. over a decade. But there was just something about it. And I was like, Do you think is it is it the is it the I fact think it that nostalgia, it? But. It could. I think. I think that might be part of it. Yeah, because you know, I would have been what fourteen, fifteen, watching this. I think it's the prestige of it. I think that Doctor Who is still. They they still try and make Doctor Who to that same prestigious yeah. sort of. You know. It, you know. When you say Doctor Who, the weight behind it you feel mm. is stuff like Blink. Yeah. You know that was an impressive bit of TV. Yeah. That was an episode of Doctor Who that people who don't like Doctor Who would have gone. That was exceptionally good. Yeah, and you don't really get. Maybe you just don't get stories like that anymore. No. Maybe you just don't tend to get stories like Blink that allow you to kind of push the boundaries. But at the same time, Eleven Monsters did the same thing, and it kind of went in the opposite direction. Yeah. It kind of it, rather than yes. being something that people would leap praise upon. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, they're both doing. They're both doing different things. Yeah. So, Stephen obviously was like, right, I'm going to do something that's going to scare the shit out of yeah. people and put a through line of comedy exactly. through it but they're both taking risks yeah. and I think arguably Love and Monsters takes more risks than definitely. Blink definitely definitely and I think that makes it that, that's commendable it is commendable yeah that is true actually um, I, I, I will give I will give you that that is very true but you know it, it is more of a straight Doctor Who story yes and I think that's probably why most people think of it so highly yeah um, yeah and of course like you said the Weeping Angels are genius mm. they are an incredible creation they have stood the test of time they have you know i think it annoys my brother when i say it but they are up in the pantheon of they classic are. doctor who they, they are a classic doctor who monster when when she first sees it in the garden i thought this is kind of like going back and watching the first cyberman story yeah in that kind of well this is our first encounter with them mm. so we know so little about them at this yeah. point they're just monster of the week yes and now they've gone on to have such an impact in the series and yeah. you know I, I, I don't even think that's down to how many times they've returned to yeah. say that they've had an impact because they've had an impact on the kind of monsters that the show tries to gear or had tried itself to gear towards. Yeah. You know, and like at the end when it has the montage of all the yeah. statues out in public was clearly like a kids watch. Yeah, you 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 know you better watch it because you're dead. Yeah, yeah. And again, that was another thing that Stella saw and went, "That's pretty that's mean, really isn't it?" Interesting because I watched it and I thought, "Oh, <coughs> I don't know if it needed that." Personally, like I get why they did it for the exact reason that you yeah. just explained. Yeah. Watching it now as an adult, I was a bit like, mm, I think it feels kind of hokey. It, but, it, feel, it feels totally out of tune with the rest of it. Yeah. It feels like something that was added in. Somebody asked them to put it in. Yeah. Um, but that's interesting that Sella said that. Yeah. And, you know, because obviously she's seeing it from 
a very outside perspective. Which, uh, even enough to kind of go, you know, the point of Doctor Who is to like, part of the point of it is to really scare kids. Mm. So, but it, but then it is kind of crazy to think that the intent is to make kids go away from that, <laughs> looking over their shoulder yeah. all the time and being terrified in real life, not yeah. just terrified for yeah. 45 minutes they're in front of that screen. And, you know, and the, I think that's what makes it a really effective ending. Yeah. Because it's kind of like the other monsters... You can. You don't need to worry about because the doctors put them to bed now. Yeah. And the, you know, I think that what was the edict? Um, Paul Cornell told me once the edict from Russell was at the end of the story everything has to go back in the box. Mm. But it doesn't at the end yeah. of the story because they're still out there and yeah. they will get you. You know, especially it's just... your uh, Ursula sex toy. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, box. that is fucking weeping something. <laughs> go on, carry on. <laughs> I don't want to know about <laughs> Elton's weeping angel. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Go on. You I'm, can get I'm, there. I'm completely blind. No, no, no. You can, you can get I can, there. I, yeah. Um, that's what she said to Elton. Um, oh, dear. Why am I doing this? <laughs> go on. Go on. Yes. I think, that, yeah, with the, with the weeping <laughs> angels. You know, the doctor doesn't really save the day. No. He's not, you know, because Stephen has since said about talking about or is Doctor Who too frightening for children all this sort of stuff he's like yeah of course you go into the to writing a story with the intent that you're going to scare people of course but you have the Doctor in it and kids know that well the Doctor's going to sort it all out so mm. he's the Doctor is the safety blanket but in this story you know it all, it's all sort of done on a sort of a wing and a prayer like well but I suppose he does give you advice at the end which is reassuring don't blink don't blink yeah don't turn your back don't run all that you know, I've heard that 947 billion times in my yeah. life. And then that's why you also approach this with a little bit of like... Yeah, it's like, oh... oh it's like I've seen this scene of this guy trying not to blink mm. 107 times. Yeah. And I see it on my Twitter a lot as well. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like... It, because it is such a great scene. Mm. But I don't need to see it again. Yeah, I've, seen, I've seen that scene enough time more times than I've seen a lot of episodes of Doctor Who that yeah, I like no, that's true yeah you know, know, I don't, like, I don't like this like one it's in every montage oh can you remember for series 3 that great trailer that they put together with yeah. the, uh, all the strange strange creatures that's a fantastic piece of music that is and also Doctor Who Confidential with their great music montages yeah. they did one to Thanks for the Memories yes yeah. a very very good that's one that's a really good one. Oh, something I was going to mention that I completely forgot yeah do you remember for this series they may have done it for the previous series and I don't know if they did it afterwards Remember the fear factor they used to have on the BBC website? Because yeah. for this week, I remember that it was either super, super high um, and all the kids kind of, you know, wrote very short things about it, not giving too much away. Yeah. Or there was a thing on it saying, look, you know, we at the fear factor have kind of, you know, we, we give you these ratings every week. Yeah. We just want you to know that this one actually is quite... <laughs> Actually, quite frightening. Um, so you may just want to watch it before your kids do, just to make sure that they can kind of take it. I'm really? fairly certain it's, wow. it said something like that. It definitely the first half. Oh my God. It was definitely like, you know, this one is actually really quite frightening and could frighten children. But I'm sure yeah. there was something else there that said, you know, maybe, maybe watch it yourself privately. And then, because my parents <laughs> used to do that to me. Did they? They did that when I brought, from the charity shop, I brought down... I brought back Craig Charles, the log. No, no one's ever heard of it, right? No. It was like, <clears throat> it was a dwarfer's guide to everything. He obviously did it off his own back with absolutely right. no relation to Rob Grant uh, Productions. And he just, it's him doing gags. 
and some of them a bit inappropriate. So mum sort of dad sort of listened to it of an evening on the cassette player before they gave it to me. And they also watched the first episode of Torchwood right. without me to make yeah. sure that I was all right to watch it. And then I watched it the next day yeah. before I went to school or maybe it was a weekend. I can't remember. I watched it on catch up in the morning and it frightened the shit out of me. Torchwood. Yeah. That bit when that weevil like bites that guy's thing. And, and I, so visceral I, I switched it off straight away. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember thinking like, wow, you won't get this in Doctor Who. No. But that's it. That's the thing that freaked yeah. you out about it is it's like, oh no, it's it's yeah. Doctor Who kind yeah. of. Whoa, it so isn't. Yeah, I think they were more. They did a lot more of that in the first series. I think in the mm. later series, it sort of toned it toned, toned it down a little bit. Yeah, but that first series is very much like, gore. Yeah, we're we're not Doctor Who. We're not Doctor Please Who. Please don't think we're Doctor Who. You wouldn't have David Tennant shagging an alien and turn into dust. Quite. Yeah. Um, do you remember what the uh, game was for this week that it launched? Because they used to have oh, a flash did, game every week, yeah. didn't they? Oh, that was so good. My the my days at secondary school playing the Flash Doctor Who games. Everybody, yeah, everybody play played games, them. Even if they didn't watch Doctor Who, yeah, you can bet your ass. Everybody's on the last on, Dalek. Everyone was playing that Dalek game. Yeah, everybody. Because it's so good. What a time to be alive, Miss. It's it's educational. It's the BBC yeah. website. It's all right. That was good shit. That was good shit. God, kids and even today, they're missing out. Even then, after that, when people have played through them all, you could go. There's this thing on the BBC Sport website called TARDIS Tennis. TARDIS Tennis. And then you can get from the play. Amazing. <laughs> Does it still exist? Is it around somewhere? Uh, it must still be around. I'm sure oh, there's like a cached so version of it somewhere. I used to play it all the time. I used to, I, I think I tried to play it on my Twitch stream once. Because what is it? Uh, the Queen, John Lennon, Elvis. Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill. And then there's a TARDIS yeah. that drops the players off. And then, <laughs> bizarre. So that strange. That came out before Doctor Who came back. It did, yeah. it did. Oh, and that was it. Isn't that weird to think that that was a time when Doctor Who was just this funny little thing? I know. This funny little thing. Oh, like, oh, remember that? Remember the TARDIS? Ooh. And then, it's like, now it's a... then these these kind of episodes come out and it yeah. wins awards, and people are like, whoa. Yeah. You know, and then you have a scene like the the, the auto cue scene where they actually properly go back and forth. Mm. Sally Sparrow and the Tenth Doctor is one of the best scenes in Doctor Who. Yeah, it's it's really good. so good. Yeah. And it's so well. It's 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 witty without being too distracting in yeah. that way where. Stephen would have like a oh it's a bird kind of moment with yeah, his writing, none of that you know. They do a slight. There was one bit where he almost took it too far, where she notices that he writes in shorthand. Oh yeah, and it's like it's kind of a weird thing to bring up and yeah. to take the piss out of him for. But okay, anyway, yeah. you know, yeah. let's move this carry but on. But it was that or the size of his cock. <laughs> True, and I wouldn't. I trust Stephen to talk about both of them. Yeah. In, in, in an equal fashion. Um, anything else that cropped up to mind when you were thinking about Blink? Um, ooh, anything else? Uh, well, we've got an, a Doctor Who alumni. We've got the actor from Planet of Evil is the old policeman. Yes. Uh, that's really sad. It's a good It's a good scene. It's a very good scene. And it's like, fancy the Doctor being like, yeah, you're going to meet her. But when you meet her, she's, yeah. she's going to die. I remember... I remember thinking it was quite emotional when I first watched it, but I, I didn't really get it this this yeah, time around. Right? Oh, I, that's so sweet. She stays with him. It's a good scene. It's a really... Yeah. But that, that's the thing that touched me more. Mm. I think as a kid, it was more the, ah, oh, the, they never managed to yeah. have a relationship because he seems... He's still trying it on, though. So he was still, still trying it on. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him, Bill. It's like, I love, I'm in a bed already. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I got the jammies on. Come hey, on. look, it's my last wish. <laughs> I'm expiring soon. In fact, the, uh, the doctor told me that I would go... With you on top of me. That's how I go. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. actually fine. Yeah, yeah. I've just come in, I got I had a Veruca that was a bit <laughs> infected. 
Bit out of that bed, he's the porter. I'm so sorry. Out of that bed, you've got patience to take care of. Get out, get out of that bed. Um, uh, so yeah, that, that's a nice scene. Um, it was. The angels, the angels. That scene at the end when they get surrounded by the TARDIS. Yeah. That's a really iconic scene. That, that whole shot bit, where yeah. they're around the TARDIS and they're shaking it. Shot. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, that's really cool. What a yeah. great thing! And like having it shaking on the and inside. And it hides their their kind of movement and the way yeah. they move because that's the scariest thing about them is you yes. don't know the way they actually get from A to B. That's There's the thing a that frightens really me. good shot which I don't think has ever been done since where you see the shadow move oh, across yeah. Sally yeah. and then it cuts and then There's a couple stuck. of moments where shadows move yeah. in the, in the corridor, sort of which is really cool. And the Doctor, I noted it down because I thought this is really interesting given what we then get in the Time of Angels when you see the statue just go, uh, yeah. turn its head round yeah. and it's like, uh. Mid-dab. Um, Mid-dab. Mid um, uh, I have got it here and... Uh, I've written so many notes for this story because I'm just saying how good it is. This, um, in this, the doctor says they turn to stone when looked at, suggesting that their form isn't literally rock ladies. They turn to stone. So they're something else. So they're something else. That's scary. And that was scarier when I yeah. when I was so disappointed. Like I thought we don't really know what they are. You know, we don't see what they are. What you know? Yeah, because they be like they're, they're only frightening in appearance when they leap at you, yeah. and they're only frightening for that split second yeah. because then you know they're immobile. Yeah, and that's really good how they keep that. Yeah, they keep that banked up right into the moment where you need a big scare. Yeah. It's like holy shit, they've got yeah. horrible faces. Yeah, now. yeah, exactly. You don't, and you don't see yeah. that. Up I mean, it would have been it would have been scary <laughs> enough just having an angel going like boom, it's yeah. there. That would have been scary. Yeah. But the fact that it now has a hideous gargoyle-esque face mm -hmm. that really just like ups the ante. And it's just around the time as well where like jump scares are becoming yeah. a bit more prevalent in like horror movies. And, and like, stuff. In I mean, games. Way, way too prevalent in like, games. I can't tell you as someone who edits game stuff. Mm. The amount of things that I have seen in games that have come out since Blink and I've gone, yeah. Weeping Angels. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's Weeping Angels. Well, we never got to that level when we played uh, <laughs> The Edge of Reality, but that was just about to come up with yeah, the Angels. Yeah, yeah. And you know, that makes such a great idea yeah. for, a, for a level, for a game. Yeah. I think when, yeah, like, you, they are just so iconic now. Yeah. Like, they are, when you see them lined up next to other Doctor Who monsters, you know, you've got the one on wheels, you've got the, the robot men. men. Yeah. And you've got the stone statues. It's yeah. just like a weird. You've got the potato-headed blokes. Yeah. <laughs> they they fit in with a lineup of monsters, don't mm. they? They don't seem like. Um, oh, that's the new series one. Anymore. Yes. Because that's always how I viewed them. Is it's yeah, like they're, they're there's been one really great new series yeah. monster, and that's them. And that, that's not true. There've been lots of great new yeah. series monsters. And I think that's that is a. I mean, that is such a hard thing to do. I think one of the hardest things to do is to come up with a good Doctor Who monster, one that will stand the test of time. Um, and, you know, there's plenty in the new series that sort of have, like the Ood mm. are still very well remembered. The Ood. Um, and... I always think about that one from Time Heist that was really cool. He was really good. With the eyes uh, yeah. and then it melted people's heads. But I mean, so like, cool. the ones that have, like, really stuck with the public. Like, I think if yeah. people in the, in the public would see a nude and be like, Ood. oh, that's a nude. Weeping Angels. Weeping Angels. N maybe not anymore, but Slavine would have at the time. At, at the time, Slavine would have, would have been, yeah. Funny, um, really, because they were only in it once. Yeah. Well, well twice, Yeah, for one, one year. Yeah. Yeah, properly. But there was something about them that, you know, sort of stuck. What else? What else has, has had that kind of... Yeah, I mean... Even a... since, like, across the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like... I think more sticks out for Doctor Who fans. Like, I think 
we look at the Silurians as a classic Doctor Who monster. Mm -hmm. But I don't think if you showed a person on the street a Silurian, if I got the from two thousand and ten, well, from any era, right? Okay. You go, what's that from? Yeah, be like. I don't know. Yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars. Yeah, it looks like something that'd be on a bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, like in a, yeah, you know, in a, or like in the cantina. Yeah, yeah. Having a pint of especially whatever. the one from Warriors of the Deep. Yeah, it's got that it's... kind of gormless. It, it's the, got the, a straw up its mouth. The toy, the toy. I've I've resisted making this uh, comparison, but it does look like a blow up doll. Because <laughs> it's got that big like Shocked. open mouth. Yeah, oh, everything's about fellatio in this episode. You know, um, right? Anything else, Matthew? Otherwise, are we going to continue talking about? Fellatio in this episode. Uh, let me just let me just check. Oh, the gag about the police box windows. Kind of the first time that the fan base was acknowledged. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are kind of sly in jokes, yeah. maybe in jokes that we haven't even recognised yet. Yeah. But um, that definitely is then uh, yeah. having a rip. At the, at, I guess it would have been Outpost Gallifrey at the time. Yeah. I've had a good about the windows, and I mean they went wrong. And because it, it became known sort of after that point, like. They must be in the forums, yeah. Or like Stephen Moffat is on yeah, the forums, yeah, yeah. or Russell T Davis is on the forums, and it, that was almost the first time that I started to notice fans turn from having a general chat about Doctor Who. You know, there's still you know dicks and stuff. People, yeah. you know, feeling that they're owed really good Doctor Who or they're owed a particular kind of Doctor Who. But when people realised they're referencing things that we talk about on the forums and we talk about on message boards, yeah, was when fans started to become a bit more like. Well, if you're listening to this, then let me tell you something. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I think it goes too far the other way when you have something like Sherlock, mm. where the fandom sort of becomes a character within the program because that was in the third to take series. the piss out of to, 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 to ridicule. Off. Yeah, and it's all a bit like yeah. You like my show, don't you? You ask lots of questions about my show, don't you? How yeah. do you feel if I put you front and center in the first episode? We come back after a massive cliffhanger and I take the piss out of you. <laughs> Would you like that, Sherlock fans? Yeah. Oh, you're still going to buy tickets to our conventions <laughs> and stuff as well, aren't you? Fat, greasy nerds. Yeah. You're all weird. And you all you know. ship things and you're yeah. wrong because only the artist's vision is... Yeah. It's all that kind of stuff, isn't it? And it makes your skin crawl a bit. It's like... Mm, <laughs> it just know, like, like, I think yeah. this is the thing. This is why he works better as a writer under somebody else because not... To, I, I mean, I imagine Russell didn't really touch much of Stevens stuff compared to maybe other writers like, mm. we know that russell rewrote lots of scripts much e in the same way everything basically yeah, you know much in the same way stephen did and i guess chris has yeah um you'd hope you'd hope yeah but yeah i think you just need maybe someone to just sort of rain i think they all do really i think you yeah all, and you it's not isolated to one particular individual like you know no, there, there are lots of you they're know all somebody needed there to be you know john can you stop hiring so many like soap opera yeah. actors you yeah. know can, you, can we Beryl Reed does not need to be called right now mm -hmm. you know somebody needed to stop him from doing that yeah. somebody needed to stop Graham Williams from maybe trying to make it so funny yeah. or like trying to be so light with Doctor Who maybe yeah. they you know needed to tone down the darkness with, for the, you know, um, with Philip Pinchcliffe because yeah. he got fired basically over <laughs> not being able something. to like tone it down yeah. so there's they've all got aspects to, yeah. you know all the different people in charge of the show I suppose Stephen just needed reining in to not and you know, Barry insult Letts. his Barry audience. Barry Letts, he was just, he had it right. He, just, he knew the tone. Barry, the Buddhism stuff needs to stay at home. <laughs> Can you stop bringing incense into the office? It's lovely, but it's drowning out my pipe smoke. Yeah. Um, one thing that did stick out for me, mm. I don't know if this stuck out for you. Uh, this is a production thing. At the end, so 
Kerry Mulligan is doing that fantastic job when they're in the TARDIS and it's dematerializing around them. It's like, yeah. oh, it's leaving us behind. That's really cool. Um, and she's really like, ah, you know, shit, they're coming to get us. Um, and then it's stopped and like, wait, they're all looking at each other. Yeah. And the guy, whatever his name is, um, says, he tricked them. The doctor tricked them. They're never going to move again. ADR. It is ADR central. I was like, oh, you yeah. did not say that then. No. That was obviously hastily like, oh, we're not really sure people are going to get why they're not going for you. Yeah. So can we just... It's interesting when when you do notice something is ADR'd because then you try to imagine what it was like without it. And you yeah. think, did I get it? Because most of the time when I hear ADR, I'm like, fucking, yeah, like, like all right. You know, because yeah. well, that has been a massive issue I've had with the, the Chibnall era yeah. is that the ADR is painfully obvious yes. and often is painfully unnecessary yeah. because I kind of got what happened. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you need, maybe the audience just needs a reminder when they look at each other because, yeah. you know, that is that, that would stop them. Mm. That's what's happened. Maybe yeah. that's all it is. Yeah. But yeah, it did make me think... Yeah, it's a like, bit like, ooh, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure, I, I imagine a lot of people wouldn't notice it. No. But, you know, I think because we're telly heads and we, yeah. you know, we listen out for this sad little stuff. <laughs> you often wonder, why don't you just use the same mic? You can't replicate the same space. Yeah. Or if you if you think, mm, might need to have a think about that, can you try and get them to do it while they're on set? Yeah. And not, I mean, I, I, I suppose it's only when you maybe lose a scene that you'd shot yeah. three weeks before and you're it, in the edit, you go, that doesn't make sense anymore. So. Yeah, so you're like, or oh, getting back into the studio. And I guess for the actor, it's like, all right, I've got to try and get myself back into that headspace. I, I've already be, had two jobs between yeah, you know, the so last time like, I shot that and like, this. And, you know, it's, a, it's not a very natural thing that you would say mm. anyway mm. because it's so explanatory. So it's kind of like, well, how do I say this? One thing I would, I'll say, comparing Love and Monsters to Blink is I feel like you can see the money Mm. in Blink. Yeah. um, Even though it's a Dr. Light, cheaper story. Um, Just the, some of the, some of the handheld stuff in Love and Monsters uh, was like, oh my God, it's on videotape. Like, but it's, it's some of it looks like it's been graded and it's all been graded. But some of it, you can see the grade more. Yeah. There's a shot where Elton runs past the TARDIS into that building at the start. Yeah. And you can see the kind of sun flaring on the corner of the... And it's not like a nice flare. It's mm. like something you get on your mobile where it kind of cuts like that diagonally uh, yeah, across yeah. the screen. I thought, whoa. And I went, my God, Doctor Who was made on such a shoestring back then. Like, yeah. it's, it's an, an industrial estate in Cardiff. I mean, mm. I know that most Doctor Who episodes do end up on industrial estates in Cardiff. Yeah. This looks like it. Yeah. it. Hasn't even been like dressed or lit. And I think yeah. that, you know, again, there's an atmosphere to blink that doesn't exist with Love and Monsters. Mm. But I think you can see that the money has kind of come in at this point. Yes. And they can make a set like the West Adrenaline stuff does look really, really good. good. And it, yeah, yeah. I you know, mm. I, I couldn't tell if much of it was on location or in the studio. Yeah, I was a lot of it doesn't that. appear to be in a studio. Yeah. But um yeah, really, really good. Yeah. And, you know, the, the prosthetics of the angels is very convincing. Yeah. You know, to the point where a lot of the times I'm like, is this a, is this a fiberglass yeah. statue or is this a person made up? Yeah. It is hard to tell. Yeah. Uh, like, actually watching Village of Angels, I said something about oh, the, that poor... Oh, the sh- shot on the, the beach. Yeah. And I said, crikey, that poor actress. I mean, just stand there, there. Stand there like that. And Jonathan was like, actress? It was like, yeah. He's like, aren't they... Just like statues. It's like, no, they're people. They're actual they, people. They painted them up. They're dancers and stuff. And it's like, oh shit. Like, yeah. I have no idea. It's, it's well impressive. It's so good. It's so cool. Um, yeah. So 
Blink is bloody good. Is it the best Doctor Who story number two? No. I wouldn't even say it's my favourite David Tennant story. No. No. Nor me. It's probably top ten, yeah. but it's not. Yeah, it would be in the top ten, but it wouldn't be yeah. the my favourite David Tennant story. No. I don't know what my favourite David Tennant story would be. I like the series three finale, and I like Waters of Mars. Waters of Mars, I really like. And I like 42. Okay. Waters of Mars, I like. I like the uh, one with Yud, Impossible Planet, Sacred yeah, That's yeah. a really good one. Oh, Midnight is fantastic. Midnight's great. Midnight is series two is pretty crap, though. You get you get a run yeah. of pretty dud stories you towards the yeah, Idiot's Lantern. Then you get the oh, two parts. Do you not? Oh, yeah, I don't mind that so much. I don't know. If, uh, I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit twee. And yeah. Then, like, there's a really annoying bit with Billy Piper, where she where she like does that like exit stage left run when she like has a go at the dad. I she, oh oh. And she's like, you know, all it needed was a sound effect of like. you know, her legs freaking rolling around. Um, you but you got that, and that we you've got New Earth. In that new earth, is, yeah, the yeah. Cyberman two-parter isn't great. I actually like that. Story. Do you like the Cyberman two-parter? I think the Cyberman two-parter until the Stephen Moffat good one, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Mondasian ones. I think that's probably the best Cyberman story. Of really, the series. yeah, interesting. And I still think it's pretty good. It's a good thing. I think to introduce the Cybermen is pretty pretty all right. Yeah, I think maybe we should do a Cyberman thing next. Yeah, we haven't. I had an update today about my Cyberman. Did you? Yeah, I haven't seen the pictures yet. Have you got the pictures? I've got pictures. Do you want to see the pictures? Well, no, people aren't going to. We're going to look at the pictures now, yeah. and maybe in a fortnight's time, you'll come back and we'll be talking about some Cyberman we'll talk, stories. We'll be talking about Cyberman. Yeah. What should we do? Should we do? What's the highest ranked Cyberman story on uh, this? Highest ranked Cyberman story, and, and just pure Cyberman story, not one where they kind of dip like in. Like five there. doctors, yeah. They turn up. Tomb of the Cybermen. Is the highest ranked. And then Earthshock at 24, and then Five Doctors at 25. Wow. So you've got, yeah, Tomb, Earthshock, and Five Doctors all squashed together. Gosh. So the lowest ranked. I'm so surprised. Oh, I guess people aren't, yeah, people aren't ranking Five Doctors because it's a Cyberman story, are they? They're just ranking it. Yeah. As a, as a story. I suppose so. Um, Nightmare in Silver. No, Silver Nemesis. Yes, we get to watch Silver Nemesis. Silver Nemesis is the, is the lowest ranked Cyberman story on the Doctor Who poll. That is bullshit. Yeah. But the Nightmare in Silver is appalling. And that awful one, um, the Lod not the Lodger, Nightmare the sequel. In Nightmare in Silver is two places above it. Um, What's that shit one with Corden in? With the oh, oh, uh, that hadn't. Oh no, had that come out at this point? Yeah, because this is right up until time of the Doctor. Oh no, what what was it called? Um, oh, closing, closing time. time is that on there? Closing time is one hundred and sixty-five. That should be down, <laughs> down, down. <laughs> it is shit. One hundred and sixty-five to Silver Nemesis to, to Silver Nemesis's uh, two hundred and six. Bull bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Shall we do Closing Time and Silver Nemesis then? Yeah, I think we should. Okay. Because we haven't done a Silver... Have you done a Silver story yet? We haven't done a Silver story yet. We haven't done yet. a Silver story. And we're going back into yet. the Matt Smith era. And we're doing another Matt Smith. From Series 6, isn't it? Is that Series 6? Yeah. So we get to talk about, as we mentioned earlier, the yeah. kind of series where you went, oof. Ooh, yeah. Hey. Oh. 
And that's that one with that fecking awful green coat. What were they thinking? Oh, yeah, that. and the Stetson. And the Stetson. Oh, God, they just didn't know what they were doing. Well, who signed off on that? Well, we know who signed off on it, but like, I guess he just had set. Do you want us to put him in this coat? Oh, fine, fuck it. I got a million stories to write here. I'm also fit. writing Sherlock. And I'm, and I'm Sherlock. also trying to do Tintin. Oh, yeah, he was doing that one, didn't he? Yeah. Tintin. Well, we'll come back and talk about that. Next time. Next time. Yeah, you're going to get a double bank review of Closing Time we'll and get... Silver Nemesis. Jerry, what do you think, mate? You're up there. <laughs> yeah, good point. You can, Absolutely. You can us later on. Yeah. But, um... uh, anyway, well, thanks very much for watching, ladies Thank and gents. You. you tell us what you thought of Love and Monsters and Blink. Um, do you, you know, I want to know the people who really love Love and Monsters, the people that properly yeah. stan it, that know every line of dialogue, because there's lots of people out there who do. Yeah, I want to like, know yeah, like why said, you... Unironically like it. I, I, tell me why. Because I really came out of it enjoying it way more than I thought I would. Yeah. Um, and I have I, I got some form of an appreciation for it now, which I didn't before. I Yes, I, I do have a, a, an air of appreciation for it. I mean, I still... I mean, I still wouldn't watch it mm. by choice. <laughs> mm. I know what you mean. I wouldn't watch it by choice. I'd be happy if that's the last time I watch it. <laughs> I'd be happy. I've, I've taken enough away yeah. to know, like, I've seen it. I get it. I know what it's trying to yeah. do. I, You know, I, it's really not as bad as maybe I once thought, you know. Yeah. Jonathan was very worried. He was basically, he basically said to me, if you come out watching this story. Yeah, and thinking it's thinking good. And thinking it's good, I'm disowning you. Oh, well, I'm, I'm and disowned. Like, and he's not you probably me, got he away said, with it. Don't let that Billy talk you around right. it. <laughs> I won't. I, I clearly haven't. I no. clearly haven't. Um, what do we think of Blink as a roundup? Do we? Is it? Is it? You know, estimations wise, do we think we've taken more away from it? Yeah. Watching it this time. Yeah, I've, certainly. I, I I really enjoyed watching it this time. Mm. Um, Brilliantly um, directed. Hetty, yeah. Hetty McDonald, I think, directed yes. it. And I got a funny feeling the dude who directed Love and Monsters, I'd never heard of. So I'm assuming he only did that one. Right. Okay. Um, so, you know. But yeah, she's did a few, didn't she? Hetty McDonald. Yeah. Um, yeah, fantastically directed. Really cool. Some really good moments in that as well. But I'd forgotten like angels on the church outside. That's a cool. That's thing. cool. And also the is a bit where Sally stands up and the, the angels like looking at her, and then as as she comes past it, it covers her face up. Yeah. It's like all in one shot, and it's it's really nicely done. Nice little bit of CG. Very very sort of subtle mm. CG. Ah, oh, very good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's up in, in our list that we've got so far. I mean, I've completely forgotten. I've what forgotten. I forgot. Well, we'll have to just, we'll have to do it. Yeah. You know, as a, as a, we'll put it on the, on the review of death, Twitters and Facebooks and Instagrams. You'll see Matt's list as it is at the moment, his rankings. Yeah. And then you'll see mine of the episodes that we've done so far. Yeah. And next time we'll add two more to it. Mm. I think I know what's going to be at the bottom of mine after a fortnight's time yes I think it might be closing time I think it might be closing time as well I think I know what might be at the top as well <laughs> I think it might be Silver Nemesis oh my god I love Silver Nemesis it's got some good bits let's get around to that next time Silver All right. Nemesis and closing time very good right see you next time bye bye <laughs> <laughs>